0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified Reconnective Healing Practitioner, sound therapist and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. And as an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you cannot continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347 202 Seven, And that way you can listen via telephone or please be sure to use a Bluetooth if you're driving about. So tonight is a very exciting night. Why are we here? What is the purpose of life? You know, these questions have been asked throughout the ages. And my guest, Echo Bodine, will be addressing these questions as we discuss her book, Echoes of the Soul. Now, Echo has been here before. We discussed her book, What Happens When You Die or When We Die?, And the topic for today is based on a book that was written in 1998 that happened to be mentioned to me during a conversation I was having with a friend of mine. And then I heard someone else ask me about this book. They were speaking about it, and they asked me, have I ever heard of Echo Godin? And, you know, it was very strange the way this was coming up. So I thought, all right, this is a sign, and this is a topic that needs to be discussed. Now, I don't know why this came at this point in time. I'm just going with the flow and following the guidance I've been given which means here we are with a show about our soul's purpose and how our soul and our human life work together. Now, Echo is an author, but she is also a renowned spiritual leader, gifted psychic, and phenomenal speaker. She has written several books, produced numerous meditation CDs and instructional DVDs, and she's joining us live right now. So, Echo, welcome back to the show. I cannot thank you enough for taking time to join us again here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being
0: Oh, my goodness. Are you okay? I'm sorry, honey. That's okay. You okay? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm doing really good. And it's great to be back on your show. I love it. We have so much fun.
1: (laughs) And I love your book. You know, I've written it. I read it in two sittings. It was so quick. However, I got to page 44, and I called the friend who was telling me about it initially, and I said to her, mm-hmm. all right, I'm on page 44, and I've got about, I don't know, 20 <laughs> or 30 questions. So she asked me what some of the questions were, and I started telling her what they were, and she just kept laughing, and she said, you know, Eka's going to love talking to you. <laughs> so I asked her why. I thought they were valid <laughs> questions, and she told me it was because... I wanted to be in control. And it wasn't until I got to page 107 that I called her back and I said, "Okay, this is what Echo wrote. And what you wrote was, when I was first learning about the soul being in charge rather than our human body mind, I didn't really like it." And I said, "There you go. She had the same reaction I did, so I think she'll understand yep. my questions." <laughs> Having said that though, yep. you know, all all my questions were indeed answered as I read your book, but I'm going to ask them from the perspective of the listener who perhaps hasn't read the book or isn't familiar with it so here goes okay. i okay. i really didn't like the i really didn't like the fact that our soul has its own agenda <laughs> okay. i know that we're here for for our soul's growth but you know i my whole thought process as i was reading that before i understood it was why can't our soul share i mean after all you go to the store and you buy a can opener it comes with a full set of instructions but we really don't get anything when you have a baby they take you to your car and they hand you the baby and say good luck and that's the end of the story (laughs) and it's up to you from there so if your soul is here to learn you know it only seems fair at the very least that we'd be told what it is here to learn what are the expectations and the goals i I mean i wouldn't hire somebody to do a job without telling them what the job description was so why is it such a secret that we have to figure out what it is the soul came in to learn it can be very frustrating
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, <clears throat> first of all, life sets it up for us so that we don't have to have the blueprint. Um, life just creates opportunities for us so that we do hopefully, unless we're resisting, if we're really resisting our life, um, then we're not working out what we came here to do. But um, life sets it up so that we really don't have to have the plan consciously when we come in and the other thing too is there's so much involved in each opportunity that we go through for example um and i think i talk about this in the book there was a woman that came to me for a reading and she had met mr Wright, and or no she wanted to know if the man she had met at this social function was mr Wright because she was so excited and when i Asked her guides that question. They looked at me. Very. Uh, uh, oh, it was. It was interesting the look on their faces. Like, yeah, go ahead and tell her it's Mr. Wright. And and I remember looking at them and thinking, okay, now you guys seem very unhappy about this. What's What's up? And they didn't say anything to me. So I thought, okay, maybe it's just the look they have on their face today. And so I said, yeah, the guides are saying. <clears throat> that it's Mr. Wright. Um but I said, you know, I I have to tell you that there's there's a sense of trepidation here. Well, all she heard was it was Mr. Wright and mm-hmm. um <clears throat> she came back about 6 months later and she said, "Oh my god, that was the worst relationship I've ever been in. Why did they tell me that?" And the guides came and they said, "You know, we are really sorry. Uh, But we had to encourage you to go through that relationship because there was some big karmic debt that you and that person had with each other. And if you would have known how it was going to go, you probably would have not gotten into the relationship. And they said the good news is both of you completed your karma with each other. And so, see, there's that that we have to take into account also is um in a lot of the situations we go through in life there's there's a karmic debt connected to it and we need to pay it off we need to get it cleaned up so that's another reason why we don't have full closure we don't see the big plan we just, yeah and it makes just, sense yeah it honey would be doesn't it really yeah you know it would yeah be i mean think about it if you knew uh Okay, they say that everybody in our life that is more than an acquaintance is someone from a past life. So just think how hard it would be to go through life if you knew that your neighbor next door was someone who stole your ox, you know, 500 years ago. Or (laughs) that in a previous life, um, your boss was... um, you know, a former spouse that you got along terrible with, and the two of you have to figure out a way to work it out in this lifetime. And you'd have all the memories from that lifetime, and oh, all the issues would. It, I mean, it could just get crazy if we, if we really knew everything that we came in here for, it would be pretty tough, I think. So it's more probably- for our benefit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and we kind of know anyway because you know how you meet somebody and you have that, yay, kindred spirit thing and then you meet somebody else and you say, Okay, I'm not going there. And there's gotta Amen. be something to that. Right? Yep.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Totally. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we're lucky. You know, T I remember one time I I was a barber downtown <clears throat> I think I tell this story in the book too. I, you know, it it anyway, um but I I remember a man came into the barber shop one day and nice you know nice looking man um very smiley very friendly and when he he came in to get his shoes shined, and when he left, I looked over at my boss and said, "Oh sh- oh um, let's see I'm on the radio, I can't swear um, oh, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> okay uh I, I looked over and I said to my boss, "Oh shit." I said, I have to get into a relationship with that guy. We've got unfinished business. And, T, I didn't even know where that came from. It was the most, it was the strangest thing. There was this immediate soul connection with him, a complete stranger. And, but there was also this feeling of dread. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my boss looked at me and said, you don't even know that guy. And I said, I know, but just watch, just watch. And I said, I have something I have to work through with this guy. And about two days later, he popped back into the barbershop, asked me if I wanted to go out for coffee. And I thought, here we go. And it was, it was, oh, gosh, girl, it was a rough relationship. But he... um he actually was one of those really significant people in my life that got me into therapy and uh, looked at some really heavy stuff. So it was a good thing. It was a good thing, but it mm. was it was also really tough. Yeah, you had that knowing. But just the fact of it was such instant recognition. That's what was mm-hmm. so interesting to me. So well, yeah. and that is
1: that is. And do you think that that's when that happens and it's good? Is that a soulmate relationship? You know when you do find Mr. Wright or
0: Mrs. Wright, Ms Wright, yeah, honey, you know if you think about it, okay, if you know Buddha said that it took him six hundred and sixty lives to become enlightened, okay, now, just take even half of that if if we've all been if we've all had at least um those of us that are listening to the show, if we've had at least three hundred and thirty lives, think of all the spouses we have all the significant others that we have from those lifetimes. And so, yeah, that man was a significant other in one of my previous lives. He wasn't uh, er, in that lifetime that we were together before. He was considered my soulmate at that time. But, you know, we have so many soulmates, so many significant others. So <clears throat> the whole idea that our Soul just has one other soul as a significant other, or or as a soulmate. That ju- that just doesn't really apply. There's too many people that we are in relationships with.
1: Can that sometimes be difficult? I mean, let's say you're married to somebody, and then you yeah. meet somebody else that you're feeling like this is a soul a soulmate relationship. Is oh, yeah. is that maybe a reason why people? I mean, I'm not condoning this, but is that a reason why people may cheat or say, I don't know what it was. It was a chemical thing, because yep. people always mm-hmm. say that. It, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why we and, don't you judge. Know, we
0: I know. We shouldn't judge. We really shouldn't, because we don't, you know, um we don't know what people's path is. I mean... We think we know, but according to uh, you know society standards, we think we know what people's paths are, but we really don't. Oh my gosh! And this guide that used to work with me, a really, really nice guy. He said he said to me one time, uh, "None of you have a right to criticize or judge yourselves until you know every past life that you've ever had." Mm. which is interesting because, I mean, yeah. think about the, the the self-critical talk all the time. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. It's like, how do you know for sure? Now, I'm not talking about stuff like murder or, you Wait. know, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but even then. But even then, if that's, True. because I really True. think that, you know, there's a big picture and everybody comes in with a piece of the puzzle. And if yep. if you lived in someone else's shoes and did exactly what they did, you would have to follow through with everything that's going on. Otherwise, the picture isn't the same.
0: Yep, that's right. That's right. hmm so as horrible yep. as
1: it is for murder, does a soul, because I think in your book it said a soul knows when it when it's coming in what it's going to be, like we know before we get here how long we're going to be here, what we're going to do, but we just don't remember it. So a soul knows I'm going to be murdered, I'm going to be a miscarriage, I'm going to be an abortion, I'm going to die early, I'm going to die late, I might kill someone. I really yeah. think we kind of know that, and it's part of the bigger plan that we just don't understand and don't yep. think is right. Yeah, does right. I mean, I'm not condoning anything, but it's hard to... But yeah, honey, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, okay, here's another story of a client um, who a mom and a, her daughter-in-law, I think it was, came to communicate to the mom's do- uh, son who had been murdered. And uh, they wanted to know who murdered him because it was never solved. So the guy, no. the one that was murdered, he came into my office, and um, I said, you know, they want to know, who murdered you. And he said to me, and he was so serious about it. He said, Look, my karmic debt with this guy is done. I don't want to create any more karma with this guy. Let it Mm. be. And I told his mom that and she said, you know, that's not acceptable. I want the guy's name. And he said, No, this is a karmic debt. I needed to die the way I died he said i'm done with the guy i'm done we've had karma in other lifetimes and this time we came together to finish it once and for all and he said just tell my mother to leave it go and she was mm-hmm. really upset with me because i wouldn't give him the name well he wouldn't give me the name i mean i wouldn't give right. her the name of but he didn't give it to me he was like no this is he even said he even said this is nobody's business but mine and the guy who killed me, so he said, "Let oh. it go, yeah, and he was grateful. I can understand that, was, well, that would
1: be hard for a mom that would be hard, right, but he? yeah, of course he's grateful yeah. i would be i would i would, can understand the mom, but I can understand him being grateful because he doesn't have to repeat that's right, it's done and work anything yeah. out, yeah, it's all yep. done do you yep. do you think that this is getting a little out of of what's on in your book, but right now, there's an awful lot going on in this world right now, and there are a lot of people. I have been noticing for probably the past, I'm going to say at least 10 years, who are leaving the planet in very unusual ways and in great mass, it seems to me. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, why?
0: What's going on? Okay, what what I've been told by the guides is, uh, first of all, a lot of people, a lot of souls are done. They're just done they don't want they don't want to go through uh especially for the last two, ten years a lot of these souls are just saying "I'm done and I mean we're talking about it could be a four year old it could be a brand new baby yeah. it could be somebody yeah. who's ninety five it could be somebody eighteen years old in perfect health and these folks go to sleep and they don't wake up it's it's just been we just talked about this the other night in my in my healing class how people are just checking out. And they can't even find physical reasons for it. So, you know, what's to me, what I think is cool is that the soul, a lot of these souls have said to me, the souls that have died have said, hey, I didn't want to linger in some dying process. I didn't want to get cancer and have to go through all of that and put my family through all of that. I was done and I was out of there. And that's all there is to it. And that's what a lot of the souls are saying. Now, the other thing that I think is very interesting is that one night in class we were talking about how many people are just exiting. I mean, just going, just boom, gone. And one of the women in my class, though, is a nurse on the maternity ward at one of our hospitals. And she said, Echo, yeah, people are dying in... uh, Big numbers right now, but also, she said, our hospital has never given birth at the rate that it's giving birth right now. She said, we've never seen anything like this. Isn't that interesting also? Yeah. You know, we focus on the people that are dying because we we hear about them. But she said the hospitals are full of brand-new babies. I I wonder if the
1: ratio is the same. I think it's very interesting.
0: No, I wonder, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, somebody needs to do a study. <laughs> Who's up for that? Who's going to sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting though, but it's scary because I remember looking at the obituary page in the newspaper, and it would be half a page, and now it's like a page and a half. And I think, are you kidding me? I know. People are opting out. They're just saying, no. I'm done. It doesn't matter. Exactly. The age. And in strange ways, very strange. You know, they say, wow, yeah. that was a freak accident, or that was a, you know, and and that just says to me they're checking out. Now, what about the souls who are hanging on? There are people that are walking around and everyone, you know, you might might know a group of people and somebody says, I can't believe that person's still alive because of their lifestyle, what they do. Right. And maybe they're hanging on. Are they hanging on because of the fear of death? Can they do that? Or is it because they still haven't completed something? I mean, is it possible
0: to do that? Honey, really, it's, you know, a lot of it is that, um, Mm, It's kind of like the universe will give them As many opportunities as possible To work out their stuff You know like the guides Mm. have said to me Heaven is full of wounded souls And Mm. that uh, The the most ideal Thing would be to heal Our wounds before we go back Home you know before we go back to Heaven and so the universe Gives people a lot Of opportunity To heal their stuff Um let's see, Uh, usually though, you know, we all have exit points. Some of us have two or three exit points uh, in our astrology chart. So you can look and see, oh, I, you know, I could have died at eight years old when I had pneumonia, but my soul said, no, I want to keep on going. I could have died when I was 36 in that car accident, but my soul said, no, I'm on a roll. I want to keep on learning. Um, But when we get to the final exit point, we don't there are no more choices i mean that that's mm-hmm. when we go and um so i would guess a lot of the folks that are just walking around um maybe they maybe you know they had an exit point and they said no i'm going to keep on going until i can learn this lesson or maybe some of these folks just have one exit point and they're just i don't know you know the the, the thing about life is that <clears throat> we come here to break our old patterns, too. And that's one thing I'm seeing in a lot of readings right now is the patterns people have that, I mean, we're started as a young child, and, you know, now they're 65, 75, 85 years old, and they're trying to break these old patterns. That's a big one right now, patterns.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. I I believe that that is absolutely
1: true because we repeat and repeat and we repeat until we actually get it, and then it stops. And I yeah, I think that's that's huge with people now. Yeah, um, wow. one of the things you mentioned I thought was interesting, and I thought I think we know when this happens sometimes is that it's not unusual for a soul, our souls, to go out of our body to take an occasional break. And I found that interesting because I thought, hey, nobody's giving me a break, and my soul's getting out of here, you know? <laughs> taking a vacation. Where is it going? Because I'm not getting that break. But I wonder sometimes when something happens. You feel a little detached There have been times I feel disassociated And I can almost see myself watching myself And I think, am I losing my mind Or is this a a point where my soul is saying right, it's time to take a break
0: Yeah, honey, you're just uh, Those times when you can kind of step outside And look at yourself And yeah, that's You know what, our soul comes and goes Oh my gosh Our soul comes and goes every night First of all, when we're sleeping They love to just they love to just uh, step out of the body and take a little journey maybe they'll go over to hawaii and and just sit at the beach for a while or they'll go sit on a mountaintop or maybe they'll go across country to a friend's house and just hang out with that friend's soul that <clears throat> that night or if uh you know a parent has a child in the military or even a person has a spouse in the military they might go their soul might leave the body and go sleep with that person that night in in their bed. And, I mean, our souls, you know, the only thing that keeps holds them back is our physical body and our conscious mind. So as soon as we lay the physical body down and the conscious mind goes to sleep, then our soul can go and um, take a little break from life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it
1: happens the soul every is, night. It, okay. Yeah, so it's going off somewhere, and... You know, Is that why sometimes, like I was over in, I think it was over in England I was, and I said to someone, well, I know around that corner there's this. And I had never been there before. And sure enough, we went around the corner and the place was there, and I thought, I don't know how I knew that. But is that because you can travel like that, or could that potentially be a past life thing
0: or a little mix of both? You know what? Yes, it could be a mix of both. They say, what I've read in books is that our souls, like, okay, before you went to London, your soul probably went out at night while you were still at home and just check the area out so that, you know, when you got there, there would be a sense of familiarity. You'd know where the coffee shop was and you'd know where the grocery store is. And our souls do that so that then when we get there, uh, there's, you know, a kind of a comfortable feeling like, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. I can, I can be in this brand new place I've never been to before and I can maneuver my way around. And so, That happens, but it's also, if it was a really old building that had been there for, you know, two, three hundred years, even a hundred years, you could have easily lived in that area before. So it's one or the other, or both. Mm -hmm.
1: It's very interesting because it's almost as though, and I've always referred to myself as, you know, our body is just a vehicle. It's just, this is our mobile home. You can beat it. You can you can you know bludgeon it, you can shoot me, you can do whatever you want to me, but you're not gonna touch me because it's just my my mobile home. That's how I yeah, refer to it so As I was reading your book, I was laughing because I thought it really is a mobile home. You know, the soul goes out and has a good time, does whatever, and, you know, comes back. And, you know, and that was interesting when you said sometimes your soul will go someplace where you can't go. And one of the things that you mentioned was, for instance, if you can't go to a concert, your soul will go to the concert for you. And I'm thinking, really, the soul gets to go to the concert and I have to stay home? I don't think that's fair, you know. (laughs) Yes, it's true.
0: Yes, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you couldn't get tickets, maybe you couldn't afford the tickets, and uh, maybe during the time the concert's going on, your physical body feels like laying down or taking a nap. So your body lays down, takes a nice little nap, and you uh, come back into your body right when the uh, concert's over, and you're just feeling really happy, but you don't know why. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because I went to a concert and I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, that's right. that's right went to a concert wasn't aware of it and saved a lot of money so there you go uh, uh-huh. <laughs> one, of, one of the things you also said was you know you spoke about human emotions and how the soul is detached from emotions and when we go through something that triggers emotions the soul is emotionally detached then it could potentially leave the body and one of the instances you gave was that the soul might feel the need to leave if there's any kind of abuse whether it's physical mental emotional sexual whatever it can leave right. your body and that's almost kind of
0: sad Because it, 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 wouldn't you need your soul the most at that time? You know, honey Okay, here's the thing um, And you know what? I don't want to give the impression that um, Our our souls do feel emotions And um, I mean, our souls are uh, That is one of the misconceptions that I hear from people a lot Is that, well, our soul doesn't feel things emotionally They actually do and, you know, part of the reason we come into our lifetimes is to heal the the stuck emotion that is in our souls and to conquer our emotions, to not be afraid of our emotions. Because if you think about it, T, there's a lot of people that are scared to death of their emotions and oh, they damn. just kind of, sh- yeah, they just kind of shut themselves down and mm-hmm. go through life. And, um, um, okay, but an example of uh, like child abuse, when the child sees, when the physical body, the physical mind sees the abuser coming towards them, what they'll do is the soul will step out. And so then, you know, the, and then they're abused and the soul comes back at some point. Okay. And then, you know, 20 years later, people are saying to them, uh, You seem like you were abused when you were a child. And the adult says, I don't remember anything from my childhood. And it's like, well, you seem you seem really wounded. No, I don't remember anything, okay, they've completely blocked all of it out and and that you know they call that disassociation and therapy mm-hmm. um so in those particular cases, a soul can go to a shaman or go to a healer and get a soul retrieval and bring the soul parts back now. Sometimes when you bring the soul parts back, then those memories do come back of uh, what the abuser did to that person. And sometimes they don't, the memories don't come back, but the person starts to, as they bring those soul parts back, they start to feel more connected to themselves. They don't feel like they're full of holes anymore. They start to actually feel whole and complete. Did I answer that Hmm. question? Yes, yes, absolutely, and yeah, it and makes it sense. It's like a survival, you know, technique yeah. that we to just, okay, I'm just going to blank myself out right now, and they can do whatever they want with me, and I won't have this memory. And uh, a lot of kids learn to do that. That's how they survive it is they just shut themselves off. And Mm -hmm. some, you know,
1: some therapists would refer to it as being in denial. Others would say, well, they compartmentalize well. And and others would say it's disassociation. And it's probably some of all of it. You know, there might be some denial, disassociation. And when you compartmentalize it, you don't think of it for a very long time until something comes up and triggers it again, in which case you can probably, like, go through it again, but not not the actual physical issue. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. is there any correlation between, do you know, have you guys ever told you, is there any correlation between someone who is, let's say, they're um, they're fine as far as being mentally, you know, uh, their cognitive behavior is, is normal, and then someone else who is depressed? Would a soul have a tendency to leave a depressed person's body more frequently?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. They just want a break from the they want a break from the depression but here's what here's the interesting part is that the depression is actually in the soul and so um yeah a soul will step out of the body a lot uh try to take a break and so the physical body does get a break a little bit but if there's a depressed soul living inside of a body oh boy um you know the person is going to be very very depressed and so when the soul's out of the body, they get a little bit of a break. You know, it isn't as intense as it is when the soul is in the body, because you know that's. And see, that's. T, oh, I tell you, that's my. That's one of my. Oh, how do what do I want to say? It's like I would love to be able to talk like this to young uh, young people, like go to high schools and say, look, if you're depressed. You know, the depression is in your soul. It's not just Mm. in your physical. And so committing suicide is not a solution to the depression because you're going to take the depression with you back to the other side. Thus, one of the reasons why the guides say heaven is full of wounded souls, because people have the idea that once they die, they're going to be free from all this, and they're really not going to be free from all of it. So... That's why it's important for people to start really thinking in terms of that they are a soul and that the soul does have all these feelings and that if a person comes in to heal depression, that depression has been in that soul for quite a while usually.
1: Yeah, and -hmm. that's kind of where I was going with it was the people who commit suicide because that means that their their soul is really hurting. And and that to me is not a heart thing it is it is an absolute to the core soul type of thing and and it's difficult you, we have no idea what that person's feeling because we don't have those feelings in our soul
0: yeah that's right
1: that's right yep yeah mm-hmm. yep, yep yeah mm-hmm. the, and one of the interesting things you talked about was uh being in a delivery room and when yep. the baby's being born now I always thought, you know, you get pregnant and the soul is already there and, and and the baby is forming and the soul is, you know, getting ready. But it was it was as if the soul is waiting on the sidelines and going to jump into that that baby's body when the baby upon birth. And right. I found
0: that very interesting because <laughs> I'm telling I you, mean, girl, you know, the first like, time I ever saw it, I just couldn't even believe it. It's like, whoa! Yeah. mean, I, I, I thought the same way you did. That you know, of course, that you get pregnant and okay, the soul just takes takes up uh you know uh room inside mom's tummy and that's the end of the story you know boom it gets born and starts its life but um a lot of these souls uh, well especially you know if like the souls say if you've been through the birth process once usually after that you say I'll wait here for the body okay because what the soul says is it's painful to get into this little baby body and then go through the birth canal. It's a painful experience. And so mm. most souls because if you think about it, they're an adult soul, um, they'll just wait. They'll just wait for their physical body to be born and then they'll enter. And it's it's T it's been it's fun for me to observe it from a psychic perspective because I get to see the soul. I see the little baby body and it's just like this empty little vehicle. It's like a a car sitting in a car lot, you know, and then as soon as the buyer comes along and gets in, the car just comes alive, and it's just like that with a little baby body. Um, As soon as that soul enters, whoa, all of a sudden that baby starts to cry, and uh, they open their eyes, and, whoo! here we go. It's like that, and sometimes I've seen some babies be born (laughs) where the soul says, I'm going to just wait out here for a little while. And so they're just cleaning up the baby, and they're getting him ready, and mom is slowly coming to, and then at some point, usually within, oh, the first half an hour or hour, then the baby says, okay, uh, or the soul says, okay, okay, I'll go in now. And then it goes in. But that first year of life, uh, the soul goes out a lot, which is why babies (laughs) sleep. Wow, oh. so. I know, sweet. Okay. I know it's cool. It's cool when you look. It at really it is, the... and and
1: I think I think those are the people that are late all the time. The ones that decided oh, I'm gonna hang out for a while. They're The ones that you know, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: why are you late for the meeting? I think well, You're I'm right. Nice the bar, <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh
0: god. Funny. But one yeah. of the
1: things I noticed, and again, this goes back to to a while ago when I talked about over the course of say the last ten years, maybe fifteen. When I see a baby and And this is more than ever before. You know, you pick up a baby and, oh, it's a baby, it's beautiful, it smells good, and and they have that babiness about them. A lot of them (laughs) now don't have that babiness about them. They have a knowingness about them. You just know that they've been here and done that and they're back to do something important. And you can almost tell that they're here to do something important. It's not like they're just here and they've been here before. And I'm not the only one who's seen this. So I know you've noticed it as well. That is very yes. interesting. It's it's almost like these babies coming in are here to save the day, if you
0: will. Mhm. I agree with you 100%. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's fun. Isn't it fun to just look in their little eyes and they just look at you like, <laughs> "Hi. Remember me?" You know, yeah, it's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's they crazy. Do.
1: I mean, I've had people send me pictures of the grandchildren, and I've said, okay, this isn't a baby. This is a this is a little man. This is this exactly. is absolutely a little man. And three months later, it's like the babyness is gone, the the baby fat, the little pudginess, all gone. This is a little grown up man that's growing much faster yeah. in its body. And they know yep. more. They come in. Yep, yep. They come in smarter than we are right now. You know, they yep, thanks, they thanks. know more than we do. Yeah,
0: it's crazy, but it's very cool. I know it is. I know. <laughs> Now, I like it. I like seeing these little babies. I'm well, sure you do. <laughs> Gosh, girl. I mean, I you know, the other day I was in the store and I saw this little baby in this, uh, you know, stroller. And I, I, it's like I find myself talking to these little babies all the time. And I think, oh, God, it's a good thing I've got all these wrinkles. So I look like a, somebody's grandma and people don't mind that I'm talking to their baby. And um, it's like I just start talking to them. It's it, it's like, echo, you know, boundaries, hello, and, no, I just have to, <laughs> little souls. I just want to talk to them, you know. They're just so cute and so right there, very present. Oh, I love it. I love it.
1: Well, and I'm thinking they're talking back to you. You're the one that has a psychic ability. The parents may not know it, but I bet you're getting messages from them. No. <laughs> Are you? No. <laughs>
0: you know, honey, it's like I get a this vibe from them of just, yep, I've been here before. I've been here lots of times. Um, I'm hoping to help turn things around. I mean, they really have this calmness, like they know why they're here, and they fully intend to, uh, uh, let's see, be successful in what they're Mm -hmm. coming to do. Yeah, just this calmness, just this sweet knowing. I love it. I love it. And they come
1: out of the they come out of the gate fully willing and ready at that point to execute their plan. They absolutely Mm -hmm. do. It's not like they waste time. A lot of children are not doing the childhood thing. And I always Mm -hmm. thought, well, that's sad, but I think it's because they, in, in, in retrospect, I think it's because they have been here before, done that part. And you're like, no, I'm here to do a job. And they just, Okay. All right. Because yeah. I was beginning to think, wow, I'm just losing my mind thinking this stuff, you know. And then I read the yep. book and I thought, that it was validating too much stuff for me. This is, you mm-hmm. know, this, there's a there's a lot more going on than we know. And yep. well, one of, one of the things about the babies is that a lot of people say, you know, that they were born a, a lot of people who have done I guess past life regressions and stuff will say that you are born into or, or adopted into your soul family. And then Mm -hmm. there are people who say, no, not necessarily. You may not have anybody else from your soul family on the planet at the time Mm -hmm. that you're living a life. Mm -hmm. Are both of those things true? I guess they are. Are both of those things
0: true? Yeah, honey, they're both true. Really, it's, you know, really, we have such an enormous size soul family. And, uh, uh, oh, gosh. I mean, it isn't like our soul family is five people. You know, there's... (sighs) Boy, our soul family really is the souls that were created at the same time that our souls were created. And so uh, your soul, my soul, we might not be from the same soul family. We might be, one of us may have been um, uh, created later or earlier. And so, um, yeah, we, we do come back in our soul groups, but we also... You know, we can go outside of our soul groups and uh, continue to learn. I mean, we're just not limited in anything, really. We, we, oh, boy, we stretch for miles when it comes to learning and growing and, and discovering our own potential. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I
1: would did think, I think to... that, it, well, yeah, you did. I think that when you have that kindred spirit thing, that might be more the soul family thing versus a person who, you have a good relationship with, that could have been maybe a past life thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Or or even a bad relationship with, yeah, whatever. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, there, there's just so much to this, you know. There's so much to uh, to, to try to figure out. I mean, if and can you come in with, I mean, I know we have a purpose, but some people have, are multi-talented and they do all kinds of things. And then there are other people who struggle with, I don't even know what to do. You know, I've yeah. had clients who have said, you know, my daughter is 18. She doesn't know what she wants to do when she goes to college. And I think, really, she's 18. Can you let her be 18? And then there are yeah, other that's... people who come and say, you know, I'm 65. I'm going to retire and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. That's the other thing that I found in my readings is that for some people, they it doesn't matter. Um, you know, people will say, well, I feel bad because I've just had a lot of jobs, but I've never had a career, and I think I should have a career. But then you look at their soul plan, and it's like, no, 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 no. They've had... um 10, 11, 12 different jobs throughout their life And they learned a lot from each one of them And that's exactly what their soul wanted to do this lifetime You know, it's like, again, there there goes the shoulds Well, I should have had a career Um, No, maybe you should embrace what you have been And what you continue to be Instead of saying, we are supposed to be like everybody else And, um, you know, some people aren't going to know what they're going to be when they grow up until they get to 65. You know, I mean, it's just part of the plan. And if we're following our heart's desire, and maybe our heart's desire is to do one thing this year and then something else next year. If we're following our heart's desire, we're on our path. We're doing what we came here to do. We have to remember that instead of think we have to follow and do it the way society says we have to do it. You know, and maybe these souls who are coming in and having 10 or 11, 12 different jobs this lifetime, maybe they've had real solid careers in other lifetimes. You know, maybe they discovered at age 18 that they wanted to be a banker, and so for the rest of that life, that's all they did was banking. Well, they didn't get to learn as much as the person who has 10 or 12 jobs. And so, I mean, there's a benefit to all of it for the soul. Don't you Does
1: think? the soul, yeah, oh, I absolutely do, because I'm one of those people who's had 10 or 12 jobs. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've and done a lot of, of different much, things. And, I know, honey, think of has, how much you've learned. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's Thing. I look back at the different jobs and I think where I am now it's like oh i'm here now because of this, this, and this, and it's it's absolutely useful to me at this point, you know so exactly. I, I look at that and, and I understand that i where I am is where I'm meant to be, and it's because yeah. of all the things that I've done that have given me the experience to do what i'm doing right now, so you exactly. know yep. yeah, yeah, that yeah. type of that, but sometimes when you're when you're going through the process of figuring out what you want to do, mm-hmm. I have to wonder if. It, are we in our resistance when we when we can't figure it out? Are we are we resisting? And does the soul ever get, you know, not angry, but like will you wake up and like kind of hit you in the head and say this is what you need to do? Does the soul ever give you guidance, or do you get that strictly from your your guides that you can you can call in?
0: Well, no, we get the guidance from our intuition, you know. And yeah, the soul can. Oh yeah, the soul can. Um, Resist, resist its path. It can, it can, and uh, um, <laughs> Oh, souls resist their path a lot, especially when it comes to addictions. You know, because the soul might come in to work on their addictions, and um, and so the person might just really dig their heels in and say, "Screw you! I'm not getting rid of my alcoholism or my drug addiction or whatever their addiction is." Uh, we can we can fight our own path, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And those people, so we unfortunately. Can't, we ahead. can't
1: override our soul then. We can't, like, say to the soul, no, I know you're here to learn this, so I'm going to do it. It's the soul that's doing the resistance rather
0: than us. Yeah, yeah. yeah we like- can, it's our soul that can resist our path. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why
1: would it do that? I mean, if it's if we're here for our soul's growth and our soul knows that, why would it want to resist?
0: Well, honey, uh, you know how strong an addiction can be? Do you, are you, have I, you? I don't, no. Okay, okay. Um, there's lots of people that I've done readings for who have addiction issues and they come into, it's like, okay, in your last life uh, you killed yourself through mm. alcohol or through drugs, or through overeating, maybe, or through being anorexic. You starved yourself to death. And so you're coming in, you get to have another body, and you need to work out the issues of addiction. So you come in, and the soul just says, and I've done readings for people where I see that, wow, they have a serious addiction and they need to get a grip on it this lifetime. And they'll say to me, screw you, I'm, I'm happy, I'm fine. Like, okay, uh, but that's what your soul wants is to recover from this addiction this lifetime. Yeah, well, too bad. I'm not going to do it. And they fight it their whole life. Now, maybe at age 70, 75, when they get cirrhosis of the liver, the doctor says, you have to quit drinking if you want to live. And so then finally at age 75, they quit. And maybe they join AA, maybe they don't, maybe they do it by themselves. But finally, they stop being so defiant against their own path, and they they do it. They get into recovery. And then they usually say, God, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? I feel so good. Uh-huh. But, honey, you know, I mean, you and I both know people who – it can take a lifetime to finally do what the soul came here to do. Mm. We can fight it. Boy, can we fight it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a
1: case of the soul is coming in already in pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, honey, a lot of souls come in in pain. Yeah, a lot of babies. Anyway. Yeah, Mm-hmm. a lot of pain. Because their their whole goal is to come in and heal that pain in this lifetime. So the crappy part is that, okay, so here's a soul, and they've got a lot of issues. They've got a lot of emotional pain, a lot of emotional baggage. And so what often the smartest thing that the that the elders have found to do is to put them into a family that will bring up all of their addictions, all of their emotional pain. You know, if they went into this really loving family, they would probably not feel, they would probably feel like they don't feel like a part of this family system, like there's something wrong. Like, you know, have I been adopted? Something's wrong here. I don't feel like I fit with these people. And so our soul will go into a family that it feels like it fits with. I know one soul, he was a chronic alcoholic and... Uh, His I met him when he was young. He was in his 20s, and he had hit it hard from the minute he started drinking in high school until, I mean, oh, my God, honey, this guy, he got baseball scholarships. He was an excellent, excellent athlete, and yet his coach said to him uh, in college, he made it all the way to college, uh, but his coach said, you're going to have to make a decision between alcohol or ba- or baseball because you are a fantastic player but you're also a terrible alcoholic and the kid chose told the coach to go screw himself and he had been he had gotten all these scholarships and uh he he still today you know this is 20 years later he's still I mean he is a down and out alcoholic and So, he went into a family that was teetotalers. They never drank, and so when he started drinking in college—I mean, in high school—his family was just like, "Oh my God, how did how does we don't have alcohol in our family?" Okay, Mm. they put him into that family, hoping that um, that being in that environment he wouldn't go back to his addiction and they also the plan was okay if he is a successful athlete that may keep him sober and on the path that he wants to be on but no he rejected both of them and he's still an alcoholic today he's working uh, he works in a factory and he doesn't care he he has told me i don't care i don't care if i could have been a great baseball player um, I don't care about my scholarships. I don't care that I'm just working in a factory. I just I just want to have enough money to buy the beer. I want to go home every night. I want to be left alone. I just want to drink. That's his life. But That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. But they set up his life form to help him overcome the addiction, and he just continued. He has continued to um kind of defy his own the plan that his soul now see that's the other thing though that people need to understand is that um we don't come up with the plans for our own life until we're a really old soul and we understand the reasons for choosing some of the life experiences that we do most of most people especially young souls uh the elders Make up the life plans for them Because they just they Especially young souls They don't really understand how life works yet And they don't see opportunities uh, Like we do Older souls go through something in life And they see Oh I see why I went through this I see um, uh, For example Here's another example is A friend of mine is dying right now of cancer And she could easily go at any time, and yet she continues to stay here. And she asked me last week if I would ask her soul, why won't it go? Why Why am I not dying? Why do I continue to wake up every morning? I'm in physical pain. Um, I don't want to be here, so what is the deal? I asked her soul what was up. Her soul said that she is continuing to live in this body so that her husband will learn compassion. She said, because he doesn't know anything. He has never thought of anybody else but himself. And so right now he's actually learning how to take care of someone. And she said, when I feel that he's learned enough compassion, then I will be gone. So I told her conscious mind that. I told her body that. And she said, oh, my God, that makes perfect sense. She said, he's never cooked for me. He's never cooked for anybody. Uh, Everything in his life has been done for him, and now it's just the two of them. And so he is learning for the first time. I mean, he's in his 70s, and for the first time he's learning how to care for another person. And so her soul said, yeah, and her soul said, I'm doing this for him. It's so interesting so, the older the soul is, you know, we can recognize the value of the challenges that we go through.
1: Well, the wisdom I mean, is there. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And yep. And you can see when a soul comes in with its wisdom, you know, that's noticeable. Mm-hmm. There's one last thing I'd like to touch on before we have to go off air, and that is in the physical world that we all live in, you know, we experience love. Romantic love, intimate love, a sense of intimacy with each other. Even if it's not romantic, you can have an intimate relationship with someone just on a, a soul level, you know, to use that phrase. And yeah it's a it's a wonderful thing to be able to find the kindred spirit and, and speak with someone and be with them in the present moment and, and see and feel the love between you. And it's a wonderful thing to have the intimacy with, with a person, you know, male or female, whatever it is, in an intimate relationship. But when the soul passes, it seems like all that goes away. And yet everything you read, it says, you know, oh, it's just wonderful here. There's love everywhere. And I guess – I don't know why I'm limiting it, but I can't imagine that the love would be as great as it is when there's a real pull on your heartstrings, when there's a real, that joy that your heart just opens up completely and you, you see the joy in others and you, and you feel the joy and you are connected with another person, especially when it's an intimate relationship, you, you are connecting on a soul level. Why is that gone? Or is it really, do the guides say it
0: really is so much better that you don't need that part? Oh honey that no 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 that that isn't gone and we do still need that part i mean i you know my mom passed away 2 years ago and she brought me um the 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 man the soul that she's in a relationship with right now. I mean, we continue on to need that love and have that intimacy with others whether it's sexual, you know, physical intimacy or emotional intimacy. We mm-hmm. we have that need. We we continue on. Um oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. We do. Okay. I didn't want to lose that. I was like, well, that that just seems like they're taking the one really good thing that we have
1: here. And, you know. Yeah, honey. No, no, bye-bye. no. We have that on the other yeah. side
0: as well. We do. Okay. Oh yeah, the God. soul continues right. on um, experiencing love with a significant other. Yeah, there's lots of people on the other side that are in relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see. There's something to look forward to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got like,
1: it, girl. i yeah, I've oftentimes said to people, you know, I think that when we're born, we're dying from somewhere else, and we're we're, we're going to the other side from that other place, which is why we're yeah. born. You yeah. know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. It just seems yeah, like that, that would make
0: sense. Yeah. yeah. If you're think about it, what what is your going? baby looking for? Baby's looking for the yeah. light. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So it's yes. going through the depth to get to the light. We go through a tunnel of darkness and go to the light. Go to the light. So what are you born into? And that, yes. yeah, that just always kind of made sense to me. And I don't know where it came from. I just always presumed that, I guess, on my own. But we are almost at the top of the hour. I can't believe it. I could talk to you for another four hours. Um, it's been so wonderful to having you back on air. But you know, we're, we're almost out of the time. So please tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and the and the
0: wonderful work that you are doing and the services that you provide. Oh, honey, gosh, uh, they can go to my website, which is echobodine.com, and it's B O D I N E. I've got a Facebook page that's Echo Lee Bodine. I also have Echo Bodine. Yeah, I've got two Facebook pages. Um, gosh, honey, what else? I've got a YouTube page. Um, uh, they can find the books on Amazon.com. Uh, what else? Let's see. They can go to my website and sign up. That, oh yeah i've got class, oh that's right honey online geez, Echo, <laughs> online psychic classes oh jeez uh in person psychic classes if you're in minneapolis i mean yeah um we've got a brand new uh series of online psychic classes starting february twenty fourth so go to the website equabledean and they can learn more about it learn Absolutely. more about the it.
1: Yeah, so it's wonderful. And, and, the, and I know you also have a page of referrals because you yourself are not doing psychic readings yourself, but you have a page of referrals for people where they can go and select someone and, and get a reading from someone who you trust implicitly. So
0: Yeah.
1: Yep, that's good that's too. Yeah, yep. There's so much there. You know, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. And we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we really are meant to live, productively, healthfully, purposefully, on a soulful level, and this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know, and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of... Everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And if you're not in the area or you can't make a concert, you can order one of my CDs, either Imagine, which is the healing music of Quartz Crystal Singing Bowls, or the Healing Sounds of Christmas, which I know we're past that season, but another one is coming, which is the healing music of my Quartz Crystal Harp, and both of the CDs available on my site as well. So... Go and do that. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRGAwareRadio. That's at NRGAwareRadio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
2: I got a my I got a mother